Hey everybody, this is Eric of the Fat Packs. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors this week. Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, Grand Slam Collectibles, Pastime Marketplace. And of course, our phone guests appear on the AIAB Card Breaks hotline. Make sure you're checking all the websites out and of course on social media as well and tell them the Fat Pack sent you. Now, on to the show. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcast Network. I am your host, Eric Norton, and riding shotgun with me today is a familiar voice, Mr. Derek Ficken. What's up, Derek? What up, what up? How are you doing, Man, sir? Man, I'm back. Yeah, you are back. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just make that announcement let's now. Let's do it. You're, yeah. you're, you're back in like in a part-time role. Yeah. You're, you're going to jump over when you can, which I really appreciate. For sure. I miss doing the show with you. It's, Dude, been, about, it's been about two and a half years, three years since you've been on a yeah. regular basis. Which is crazy. You know, you, you said that earlier today, and I honestly had to think about it. Like, man, it's been that long. Yeah. It, it feels literally like last week right. when I handed it off to you and Paul, and, and y'all have been killing it, and... Man, it's it's been one of those things where I just you know I, I got that itch, right? I got that itch to get back into radio, and you know it's a passion of mine. So here we are, man. Let's here, do it. Here we are, and you know what? We're just gonna pick up right where we left off the last time you did a, a full time show. Okay. New products and pricing. I know that you don't have that information, but nope. I have it right in front of me. <laughs> cool. So, uh, man, uh, new products this week. Big big week uh, in the hobby with 2018-19 Upper Deck SP Authentic coming out. Nice. That is a uh, that's a that's a big one. Uh, as everybody, it's like that like second or third tier product that mm. you know it's right before the cup but it, it's a nice little yeah jump before we get there sure. uh this this one is for you i don't know anything about this 2018-19 tops champion champions league museum collection soccer that's yes. like your high-end soccer yes right? and museum collection has those beautiful beautiful cards yeah um the the autographs the 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 pens that they use mm-hmm. i don't know what they are but i love how they use them um the and champions league is the best of the best that, so, so the, the ronaldo all right, the, all right. the leo messi's you know the the Kylian Mbappe's. Okay, it's it's gonna be a God big bless you. big product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 2019 Leaf Flash Football is out this week. 2019 Panini Luminance Football uh, is out. That's a second year brand. Love the college uniforms on that. I'm mm. I'm a college uniform guy. There and then uh, 2019 Tops Finest Baseball is out as well. Nice. That's all your new products, new pricing, man. We had a we had a busy week, despite the fact that uh, we have a grading book going to print. Tomorrow, uh oh, deadline, deadline. <laughs> deadline, right? We had we had a busy week. Uh, we had, um, let's see, the Bowman Mega Box is, is priced. Okay, uh, this is just a, a great product. Uh, with it being basketball time and it was online only, uh, uh, Panini Threads is, is now priced. It was nice. an online only product. Yeah, and then I have twenty eighteen nineteen Upper Deck ingrained hockey priced for you as well. That is a brand new product that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen them down in grading yet, but they kind of have they have a wood feel. Okay, it's a faux wood. Okay, sure. But uh, they're down there uh, and priced for you in your OPG. I'm sure you guys will start seeing them coming there you through. Go. Yeah, uh, nice coming through the grading. The grading. Area. So let me ask you this: yeah, um, bring it. How long, like, but when a product drops, how long do you guys? How long does it take for you guys to start seeing it in grading? I honestly immediately. Yeah, you know, we we have our offices open to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, for local customers, you know, in the DFW Metroplex, sure. as well as literally anyone who wants to fly in or drive in. <laughs> um, so, you know, I have a lot of um, submitters, uh, card shops, guys like that, mm-hmm. uh, breakers that literally get yeah. the hits when they come out. They'll drive them up, do a one-hour service, get mm-hmm. them knocked out, 
get it back on in their hands. So, so that, that's crazy. a question I get a lot. What is what is the one hour turnaround cost? Yeah, so one hour is is a big one. It's a hundred dollars per. All right. Well, so yeah, you got to make sure it's it's worth your while. Um, yeah, it's it's a service that is out there. You know, right. we want to provide for the people that are willing to um, you know spend that kind of money. Um, and we also have a 24-hour service available. So okay. if people don't want to do that quick turnaround, that's for $60 a card. And, um, you know, it's a 24-hour guarantee. Catch you a night at the Sheridan over there it, and just right? come yeah. up the next Hang day. out, go to the Galleria Mall, watch a movie, and then come back the next day. Do something like that. Yeah, All right. Exactly. So uh, since we're talking about grading and grading pricing, okay. the Houston TriStar Show is this weekend. Yes. And I know that you guys are going to be there yep. accepting RCR. So uh, not RCR, oh, just yeah, okay. just accepting submissions All to right. take back right. home. So tell me um, about that. Yeah, so Houston TriStar, that's a great, great show. Love going out there. Um, the guys over at TriStar do do very well there. Donis, shout out to Donis out there. Good people. Um, Brooke is actually going to be setting up at the booth. Oh, Brooke So, is. yeah, Brooke Francisco, um, she's going to be out there all weekend accepting submissions for both grading and authentication. Um, so if you have stuff you want to get either graded or authenticated back in our Dallas office, bring them by the booth. Uh, Brooke would be more than happy to help you out, give you pricing, answer any questions you might have, um, or just want to hang out with Brooke. She's she's obviously good people. She's been on the show yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, a couple so, of times. Yeah, it's it's just um, you know the s- summer show is a lot of fun. Lineup I saw for autographs isn't too bad this this summer. Let's talk about um, that. When yeah. You get, when you, so. First, my first question though is, how did you get out of it? How did you? Because this is like your your area. So. Yeah. So, um, yes, it is my area. <laughs> so I was uh, supposed to be going, but I will be in San Francisco this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, you know, today's my birthday, and uh, doing a thirtieth birthday uh, trip. Sure. Uh, this weekend. So, well, you're from the area. I'm from yeah, from the Bay. So, what do you do when you go home? Um, a lot of eating. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of seafood. And, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Just just kind of hanging out. You know, now that you know, I, I I'm a very uh, big. I'm very big into wine now. Okay. You know? Um, the Italian in you. De- yeah, the Italian <laughs> as as I get older is is coming out more and more. So um, this weekend we're gonna go. You know, check out some wineries stuff like that. Uh, my girlfriend, she's never been. So okay. that was pretty much the main thing. Is we want to uh, get out there, do the tourist stuff, just just sure. so she can see it, and then uh, just enjoy our time. Are, man, are you gonna try to go to the finals game? Or? So yeah, finals <laughs> game is Friday night, game right. four. Right, okay? um, and our flight gets into where it it doesn't really make sense for us. All right, um, but I told her before the finals were set up. I said, look, th- this is a bucket lister to, to sure. a go to a finals game. And then B for it to be the Warriors right. in the fifth straight. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Babe, I'm just going to let you know I'm I'm going to drop some coin <laughs> if every <laughs> if the stars are aligned." And she just shook her head and said, "You're an idiot." But um, she hop on the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, no, yeah. It's um, last time I was in San Francisco, I had the chance to do it. Uh, I think it was three years ago, mm-hmm. but it was the only game the Warriors lost to the Cavs. All right. So I'm glad I didn't do it. I was at the hotel watching it. But, um, yeah, this time around, we're we're uh, we're going to miss it again. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. One day. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Let's get back to that autograph list, man. First, I want to let you guys know that there are three free signers. Friday, June, uh, June 7th, you've got Daniel House, uh, 6.30 p.m. He's free for you who are going to the TriStar Show. And Saturday, June 8th, 
Will Harris and Ryan Presley are free at 9.30 in the morning. There you go. So uh, the big names on the Saturday list, I'm just scrolling down here, that I think that are, would, would really pop. Uh, first, Johnny Manziel. Money. F- uh, Money Manziel. Yes, Tony sir. Pollard, Warren Sapp, Robert Griffin the third. Billy Whiteshoe uh, Johnson, Jim Jeffcoat, who is a big cowboy. If, you, if you're a Cowboys fan, you know mm-hmm. who he is. Gil Brandt, Bob Lilly, and Trayvon Williams. And then on Sunday, the schedule, I, I want to be there at 1130 on Sunday because Vernon Maxwell is signing autographs. Oh, man. And I used to love Vernon oh, Maxwell. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Tom Clyde, Clyde Drexler, Kenny Smith, Robert Ory. So that's just like a, oh, a, just a, a oh, rocket. Gee. Yeah, yeah, right there. I love it. And then one that's kind of popping out to me here, just because I remember him uh, is is Mario Ellie. Who? Oh like, man, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. a name you don't hear anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, Golden that's, State, yeah, uh, uh, Houston, great, right yeah. there. Yeah, uh, and Harold Baines as well. Nice. So, uh, oh, Andre Dawson, uh, there you go. just keep popping up. There you go. And then free on on uh, Sunday afternoon if you're there at two thirty. Charles Omenyahu mm. is free. I'm not who I'm not sure who Charles is, but they're coming bringing in for free. Yeah. for free autograph. Yeah, right. So uh, Brooke will be there picking up your uh, uh, your graded card submissions, bringing them back. And is it just Brooke? Is she just manning the booth I, by yeah, herself? Yeah, I think it's Brooke. There might be another person helping out. Okay, um, but yeah, any authentication stuff you guys might have, any grading uh, orders you want to give to her. Um, just stop by the booth, fill out a form, and she can walk you through the process. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. On the other on the side, we're, we're going to come back with Derek, and we're going to have a conversation about just his his thoughts on the hobby from from working in, in the pricing department, now in the grading department, uh, his, the current state of things. Yeah. But before we get there, I want to thank all of our great sponsors. Man, I feel like each week we have a new sponsor, and I'm really excited about that because this show obviously means a, a lot to both of us. I mean, yeah. we, we, this is something you started. And Started from the bottom, yeah, man. And now Didn't we're have here. Any sponsors. Yeah, yeah. I used to make up sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> like yep. Wayne Enterprises, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but want to uh, say thank you to uh, Grandstand Collectibles out in Tennessee. Yeah, look for Nate. them. Uh, yeah, Nate, man, look Love for him Nate, on the man. show. He has big grand plans uh, yes. in, in Tennessee. So I was just in Memphis. He yeah. was about three hours away. Otherwise, I would have went and seen I, him. But. I'm telling you, that that dude, I mean, there's a lot of people, hard hardworking people in the business. That mm-hmm. is one of the hardest working guys in this business. Uh, g- coming from where he started to the shop that he first opened to where he is now, yeah. we do an appearance there. Man, it, it's it's awesome to see. Every time I see him, I say, killing it, Nate. I got to go it. I gotta go up there with you the next time yeah, I have an appearance. for sure. Uh, get some, I know he's not far from now. Nashville, so, no, yeah, and get some Nashville yeah, get, food. Get some me. chicken, man. Uh, pastime marketplace, man. Uh, pastime is they're they're have these great holders. They're they're cases for your for your graded cards. Okay, and they're beautiful. Mm. I want to say thank you for they they just hopped on board. Nice Badger Breaks. Uh, okay. Make sure you're checking out BadgerBreaks.com for all your uh, breaks. And also get into that Facebook group because he has exclusive face, Facebook group uh, breaks. For you as well. Nice. Um, then, of course, Dynasty Breaks up in Waco. Oh, Waco. Up in Wichita, Wichita Falls. Yeah, Dane. What's yeah, up, dude? Uh, they are uh, also a sponsor. And then want to also not forget King Call over at King Call Sports Art. Nice. Uh, thank you all guys, all you guys for jumping on and being a part of the show. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Derek Ficken. This is Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, we're back after that quick break, and uh, as promised, more Derek Ficken. Oh boy, in the house, man! Oh boy, I'm excited man. to have this conversation with you. Uh, <laughs> and 
this is like this is like a a radio station where the morning show only sees the night show in yeah. passing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like we're, we, we're still friends. We, sure. we, we, we have good conversation and everything. Yeah. But you work on the completely other side <laughs> of the building. Yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> I, we just don't get over there much. Right. And they put us up in the attic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> So yeah. that, that's that. But, man, I just, first, I just want your thoughts. I think we've kind of had this conversation before. Yeah. But your thoughts on both sides of this business. Because, sure. I mean, you, you've done it. You've done grading now for like almost three years and you were pricing before that Mm -hmm. how do they go hand in hand you know it's it's very interesting to um sit back from the day-to-day stuff that you do Mm -hmm. and try and look at the past you know sure um you know i've been here six and a half almost seven years now and uh like when we were talking about the last time i was on the show it literally feels like yesterday you know when i got hired by uh, Brian and Dan hit. Dan you know? hit. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting to you know just sit back and 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 think about of everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know to get to your question, uh, you know pricing and grading goes hand in hand in my opinion every single day. Oh yeah. Um, because you, as far as grading is concerned, it's all not it's all always, but I'd say the majority of it. People are trying to either submit for grading or buy graded stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you need to figure out a price, you know, to to price that online or to figure out, hey, how much am I willing to spend, you know, or, or what's the market at currently? So you want to get the most up to date pricing possible to make sure you're a saving money and b not spending too much, right? You know, so the pricing is crucial. Um, and it's great to have that real-time pricing. So the online price guide is something everyone needs to check out. So you can stay on top of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure if you're selling and, and you're going to be that big-time eBay seller, um, you want to make sure your prices are, are, are up to date, ready to go. Um, because it's like a stock market, man, especially in season. Mm-hmm. Um, prices are going to fluctuate based on players, how they're playing. Um and so grading wise, you know, we see upticks in, you know, Christian Yelich, mm. you know, a lot of uh, a lot of his stuff, uh, base cards too come in at the beginning of the season. Um, guys wanting to submit under that no subgrade service just to get it at a cheaper price point, but still get that grade on there. So, yeah, it's it's it goes hand in hand literally every day. We, every we see day. it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh Yelich is a is a is an interesting guy. Uh with his 2013 rookie is just like going insane, it's right? It's kind of like that that Steph Curry that happened yes. a couple of years, a couple of years ago, and yeah. now and you like Mike Trout is the same thing. Yep. He just keeps going up and going up. Yep. Uh, you you bring up base cards, and that's interesting to me because um, a, a lot of people skip over that stuff. Yeah, you know, but. I, I smart card investors, smart guy, smart card flippers know that they need to be grading that stuff. Exactly. So, I mean, how much how much of the grading orders do you think is actually base cards? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's tough because our prices are, are you know they can be pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, based on the turnaround time you select. Um, but we have those cheaper price points as well as the no subgrade service. Right. You know, price point to to help those collectors or to help those people that are trying to flip. Um, to get those base cards done, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it, it's it's tough to say a percentage, you know, but um, you know, just for my customers, I I see a lot of hundred card orders, and I'd say probably forty percent of it 
is, you know, key rookies that are base cards. Um, they might be doing like a 30 business day service. So you're right. spending around, I think, $10 per for the 100 card rate for no subs. So I don't know what Yelich base is going for in Gem Mint, but 10 bucks just to get it slabbed up. Right. Come I on. think Raw is selling for like 35 bucks. Yeah. yeah so there you go. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, you, you see both sides of the hobby. Yeah. I went away. I, I was on vacation last week <laughs> and I come back and. <laughs> It looks like the damn hobby is trying to burn itself down from the inside out. <laughs> it's it's like that meme with the guy just sitting around and the fire yeah. all over the place and saying, like, this cool. is fine. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we would be ignorant not to bring this up. But of course. There's all kinds of information to be had out yes. on some other forums about uh we'll, we'll start with the uh, we'll we'll start with Joe yeah. and the black labels. Sure. It's preposterous to me. It's crazy, and I know this is this is going to sound like because we work here and we're, we're biased. Yep, yep. As somebody once called us the thirty-five minute commercial. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 absolutely preposterous to me. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't work on that side of the building, but I'm over there enough to see the process. Yeah. You know how it all works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what what's happening is, or the information that's out there, it doesn't seem founded on any kind of factual exactly. information. But they say they're all facts, Eric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All these facts coming left and right, but absolutely none of it's true. Uh, it, I mean, it's gotten so bad that the Wall Street Journal reached out to yeah. Jeremy Murray, yeah. who is, uh, the, I don't know, what do you call him, the vice president of... Vice uh, vice president of grading, authentication, and CBCS. Yeah, so, so what, what did Jeremy have to say? About <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jeremy, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to read his statement straight up. Sure. Uh, let's just do that, because um, I, I think a statement should be out there, and, and that's why he has this out. Um, for everyone to hear. So this is coming straight from Jeremy Jeremy Murray, Vice President, um, and it follows. Collectors submit cards to Beckett Grading Services for an opinion on condition and authenticity. If a card measures up, appears to be authentic, and has no visible signs of alteration, we assign that card a grade. This grade is formulated from our opinion based on the card's appearance and nothing else. Some people in this industry do their best to deceive collectors. Our job is to limit those people from being successful, and I feel we do an excellent job. So that's coming straight from Jeremy Murray. Um, no one else is higher than him. You right. know? Um, and I think it was well put. You yeah. know, we, we grade cards based on the appearance. We have our ways um, to check for alterations, check for tampering, mm-hmm. and if everything measures up, what is there for us to do? Right. You know, we, we can't. Um, we can't hurt these cards by saying, okay, well, everything's trimmed. So right. we're just going to kick everything, you know, that, that doesn't do any good. You know what I mean? Sure. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's tough to see this stuff come on forums. We read everything. We mm-hmm. see everything. So when people are, are coming at us saying, oh, it's a money grab, Beckett doesn't care. Yeah, we do care. Of course we're we people do. people just like y'all, you right. know. Um, we're here to help the collector in the long run. You know, to see all these, um, you know, things come up, you know, it, it hurts, man. Because especially for me, you know, being a sales manager um, and, in my opinion, a customer service, you mm-hmm. know, rep, um, you know, I hate to hear stuff like this, you know, go around. Um, so I want to get to the forefront of it and be there so people can say, look, at I'm, I'm telling you this isn't true. 
You know, right. um, I I work, I see the inner workings. This is not true. It's it's the the loud vocal minority that is, yep. that causes the issue. You know, yep. and you know Joe well, Joe comes up on this on this blowout form, mm-hmm. right? And Joe has been very, he's tried to be very transparent. Sure. You know, he, he's had a very lengthy response. And, yeah. Uh, I know Joe. I'm not going to say Joe and I are best friends, but I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I've never once seen Joe in the back room. Nope. He, he has stopped at the front. Yep. And he, you guys take his cards. And I, I'm like, it's it's like Fort Knox back there. You exactly. can't just go back there. No. There's, there's multiple cameras looking at everyone at yeah. all times. Yeah. There's hand access. For the vault, mm-hmm. where only uh, a small handful of people have, mm-hmm. you know, um, this whole inside man thing, yeah. I think is the funniest thing about this whole <laughs> issue, if you want to call it. But uh, to to have an inside man, there, there's seriously, there's no possible way for that to happen because there's so many different security steps that this company has already put into place mm-hmm. for that not to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, this this industry is. Um, in my opinion, gen- it's all about money, right. you know? Um, so us as a company, we want to make sure there's no conflict of interest by having someone come up to us and say, hey, here's a thousand bucks. Hook me up, bro. Right. That happens to me all the time. I see it. Yeah, and I've I seen it. I hate it. Yeah. It, it automatically gives you two strikes. Right. You know what I mean? Because that is what is completely wrong with the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I've seen it. I've seen it at the National. I've mm-hmm. seen it in Toronto. It's terrible. Uh, you know, guys bring you guys, they bring the greater food. Yep. Yep. They bring, uh, yep. you know, money or, yep. or other gifts. And yep. then. Then they get pissed because their cards are graded in yep. the same manner that yep. everybody else's exactly. cards are. Yeah. So um, it's there's it's a, there's a like I said there's a there's a vocal minority that is being very loud right now, and it's sad to yeah. see. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because. I think if the good guys would just speak up, yes, it it, it might not be might such level a problem. Up a little bit, yeah, yeah or level, yeah. I I just you know I, I go through the comments and some of these things that these guys say are just terrible. Yeah, you know, uh, and and it's not just uh, you know just uh, things about the company, but they're they're taking shots personally. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and um, you know it's it's I've never seen anything like this, and so now I feel. I feel for the the athletes and and the people that are legit famous that have to deal with this backlash on mm-hmm. a daily basis, you know, on social media, and that's a reason why I don't really do social media as much as I did. Sure, because it's what, what this. Come on, man. You I, know what I mean. I saw you post something. It's been a few months that yeah. the, the the majority of your social media time is now spent making sure you didn't say something stupid ten years <laughs> yeah, ago, right? And I'm 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 right there with you. I'm right. Yeah, oh yeah. God, I got to delete this. <laughs> this is stupid. Well, you know, it's it's social media has transitioned in so many different ways over the years. You know, from when I you know grew up in high school and you know the early two thousands to where it is now. You know, it's it's changed so much. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I go back. You know, I was an 18-year-old kid and said mm-hmm. stupid crap. <laughs> you know, just Absolutely. like all these athletes that are, you know, when they get drafted, all these tweets and stuff that come back to haunt them. It's like, sure. man, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm here to, to have fun and, and to um, network and, and connect with friends and people that I don't see ever, you know. But, you know, social media has definitely... Um, they have this dark side, right? You know? And and forums are great. There's a place for them, but man, they can suck sometimes. Yeah, they sure can. With that being said, I think it would also be irresponsible of us to not at least 
acknowledge that there is an issue, correct? Right? You know, so uh, that's it. Probably wouldn't be smart for us to comment on it. In that it's it's not our company, so sure. you know it's not our circus, it's not our monkeys, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah. it's it's but it's out there. With that being said, uh, Darren Ravel, who we all know from ESPN fame, uh, he's he's a bit of a card head. Yep. And yep. he posted a, a a Twitter poll. It says in the past week, trading trading card message boards have made alleged connections on card trimming within the industry with some big names mm-hmm. uh, involved. Uh, Six thousand two hundred and eight people voted in this thing. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, those companies have issued statements saying that they're not as involved as alleged. Do you believe them? Four percent people say yes. Okay. Four only four percent. Four percent. Yep. Thirty six percent of the people say no. Okay. So that's forty percent. Yeah. Sixty percent of the other people don't care. Wow! Look at that. <laughs> Just they don't care. care. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. I think, uh, as I was telling you earlier, it's like one of those things. If you know, you know, and if you don't know, then you don't know. Yeah. And uh, but to see that sixty percent of the people just don't care. Yeah, that's kind of telling. Yeah, and you know, it's it's definitely something where you know the the silent majority mm-hmm. is silent for a reason, right? Because, like you said, they don't care, right? You know, um, forums are forums, and and they're there. Um, but this is kind of the other side of why forums have a bad rap sometimes because mm-hmm. that that snowball just keeps going and going and people are adding fuel to the fire and oh my gosh we have this massive attack when it's just a bunch of nonsense yeah. and I'm not saying a bunch of nonsense but um, you know come on guys let's 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 let, let's grow up a little bit yeah let's grow up a no, lot a lot, um, a lot. so um, I guess. What I really want to close this out in saying is that um, if you're looking for negativity, you're not going to find it here. No. Um, we're going to stay as positive as we can. Yeah. And uh, it's it's business as usual. Yep. There are others out there that will will report and investigate and do all that, and that's fine. That's fine. If Free I'm being, if I'm being completely honest, yeah. at least it's bringing eyes to a situation. Sure. You know, and I agree. that's good. Yeah. Because this is a this is an industry that that is supposed to be built on trust, Correct. and if 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 that trust is not there, then it's it's no good. So, exactly. uh, I have I have no qualms with what's happening. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not going to be negative. Exactly, <laughs> and the negativity is what I guess uh, infuriates me. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, when I took the job, you know, with the grading department the first thing I wanted to do is be upfront and honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not here to make a quick buck. You know, I'm here to do a job and be respected. Right. You know what I mean? And and if there is any wrongdoings or, or anything, uh, I don't want to be a part of it. But I'm still here. You know, I, I see the day-to-day. I, 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 I get it. Um, and I'm still here. So, you know, it, it's... It's sad to see all this stuff, and man, some of those comments can be brutal. Yeah, they but, can. Um, it's all about peace, love, and positivity, man. It is about peace, love, and positivity, and that's why we're going to end this segment on this. Two two positive things. Yes. One, uh, this is amazing, I think, in, in, in every sense of the word. <laughs> Jack Eichel, you know Jack Eichel, yeah, is, right? big time. He has autographs in SPA this year. Really? He, 
That's huh. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, he, he obviously you couldn't get Eichel on any Upper Deck product, but he yeah. is he is live in SPA. Wow, that is that's some, huge. That's some positivity for you, right? There you go. All right, and then the second thing is is I got a giveaway for you guys. Oh, perfect. Um, I have a stack of, <laughs> of tickets to the national at my desk. Yeah, and I got to give these things away. So this is what we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have. Well, let, let's go. We'll give away two pair. Okay, two pairs. Two pairs of tickets, and um, one. The caveat is you, you need to be going to Chicago, of course. Okay, and if you're not, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just let's it be is, fair. Yeah, let's be yeah. fair because uh, you can't resell these nope. or anything like that. Nope. All right. So if you're listening to this show, the way you're going to enter is between now and this will drop Thursday. So the time between you hear this and then next Wednesday. Mm. So that's uh, – I'm not looking at a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at a calendar. Next Wednesday is the 12th. Okay. The 12th at 1 p.m. Uh, on Wednesday the 12th. Central time. Central time. Okay. Uh, you need to use – you need to retweet the show and use hashtag Fat Packs Derek's Back. Fat Packs <laughs> Derek's Back. Yeah, buddy. All right. Love so uh, then that will get you in into uh, – into the contest giveaway, and, and, and you got to spell my name right. Yeah, so that was yeah. gonna, uh, that's the next okay. thing I was going to hit him with. How, <laughs> tell the tell the fine listeners how to spell Derek. Yeah, yeah. Please spell my name right because that's annoying. Uh, D is in dog, E is in egg, R as in rock, E is in egg, K as in kilo. All right, so that's Delta go. Echo Romeo yeah. Echo Kilo. <laughs> I'm not a military guy, so I know a couple, but there you go. Yeah. All right, so guys, that's how you're going to enter the contest uh, this week for our national tickets. Fat Packs, Derek's back. Uh, Derek, Derek's back. I can talk, I there promise. Yeah. And uh, we'll pick uh, two winners from that from whoever retweets that the show with that hashtag. All right, Derek, I know you you got to get back over to the grading, so uh, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Uh, guys, hang tight, we'll be right back. This is RBI Crew 7 from St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks again to Derek for uh, actually he's he's back on the show regular full time now. So uh, you're going to be hearing more of Mr. Ficken. I, I, again, this is it's come full circle. He he was here, and then he handed it off to me, and now it's come full circle. Well, we're back. We're both back on the show together. So I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, Derek jumping on on today, and look forward to more of that in the future. But uh, we are going to move right along here to our AIAB card breaks phone interview uh courtesy of aiab card breaks here on the aiab hotline i don't know how many times i can say that um, this is my guy tom he is uh leading up something called project 55 he is a huge tim lincecum collector and uh he's got he's got a story to share uh, first of all tom i want to thank you for coming on with short notice i had my my interview uh rescheduled on me so uh, we we arranged this last night thank you so much good morning sir how are you doing I'm doing great. Um, my buddy came to me and said that you guys were looking for a fill-in, so I thought it would only be fair if uh, I give it a shot. I'm, I'm kind of honored to be on here, guys. Man, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, again, short notice. Uh, this doesn't happen often. This probably happened five times in, in my in my time hosting the show. But uh, th- again, just thank you so much. All right, let's start where we we always start here. Tom, how long have you been collecting? So I've been collecting, um, I'm about 22 years old. I've been collecting since I was about five. Um, but collecting Lincecum, it's been for about 12 years, so since about 2007. Okay, 2007. Now, this is interesting to me uh, because 
I was in the army uh, in in two thousand seven. Uh, 2008, it was 2009 and 10 were my last years uh, in in the military, but I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington. That might not mean anything to anybody else, but to you as a Tim Lincecum collector, uh, I was just down the road from Seattle where he was pitching on a regular basis at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. So I heard about this kid early and often uh, in, well, I, when I was in my mid-20s. Now, for, for a young man who is from Kansas – why Tim Lincecum? I mean, what, how did you even pick this up? Okay, so basically, um, when I was really little, um, I went uh, to a school where I didn't. I was kind of an oddball. I didn't really fit in very much, and but I was a big baseball fan. And obviously, back in about man 2006 to 2008. The, the Royals weren't very much to watch in Kansas City. <laughs> so um, I was still a fan. I was a Royals fan, but I was, a, I was more of a fan of pitchers. And when I saw that Linsicum kind of had a kind of a different way about him, you know, the different delivery that he had, a lot of things about him are kind of like an oddball kind of setup. So um, when I saw that, it kind of inspired me a little bit, you know, being with my situation. And so... I kind of got interested because they were, you know, they were, like you said, there there was so much fuss about him. And so essentially how it all started was um, I uh, found a card of his in my binder. I had a binder of baseball cards, you know, like anybody. I would sit around my friends in my neighborhood, you know, trade cards, look through cards. And I actually found, um, I have it to this day, it's a BDP 11 gold border, uh, 2007 Bowman. Um, and I found it in my book. It said Tim Lincecum on it. I heard his name. I watched him pitch, and I was like, "Wow, it's a, you know, it's a cool card." I, you know, I, really, I, was, I took it out and I put it in a top loader. And so, ever since that point, I've hoarded Lincecum cards like none other. I've watched him pitch. Uh, it's kind of funny. I used to. Um, so, being a kid in Kansas. I'm not getting Giants games on the TV. So um, I actually had to, um, what I would do is I was kind of clever with it. It's kind of sad, but um, I would, I would refresh uh, the box score on ESPN and I would watch all of the starts. I had a book of the starts. I was, was kind of, you know, fed up with this guy, you know? And so I would, I would watch the starts that way. And um, that's kind of, uh, I would also watch, you know, like I could see him in an all-star game or ESPN game of the week. I look forward to kind of stuff like that. And so ever since then, it's kind of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And um, it's just, uh, it's kind of the perfect situation for me. Um, he's never really um, done anything to, you know, ruin his name or, you know, ruin um, his uh, legacy. Um, I know he had to fall off. Um, you know, after about 2012, but it's just been a constant, constant snowball of just a passion to collect his cards. It, that's really cool that you stuck with it for so long, especially a pitcher. I mean, I guess in modern, in modern, modern baseball, Linscombe is, is, um, a standout one because of his delivery. It was just so crazy. That windup was nuts. And I just remember, early in the 2000s hearing about him again and just like every all the pundits saying there's no way this kid's going to last there's no way this kid that's going to last because his delivery is just is just nuts but he did and he made a name for himself he was an outstanding pitcher uh, I, I think he's probably top 
25 top 30 in in uh in from 2000 to 2000 you know 10 and i i think he's an incredible person to collect with that being said outside of that one card in the binder and you what was the first card purchase do you think that or the first card you picked up that that wasn't in your collection of tim lincecum um, so you're saying like, what's the first card that I just bought for the PC? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, the first card that I ever bought for the PC that kind of jump started, um, the bigger kind of stuff, I would say was a Strokes of Genius Auto. Um, I think I got it in 2010 or 2011. Uh, I went to my local card shop and they actually had it. Back then, I didn't have a credit card, you know, to go on eBay and spend all my life savings. Of course. (laughs) um, uh, At that point, I was just using cash at the card store. And so I have a a local card shop here in KC. It's called the Baseball Card Store. And um, so I've been going there ever since I was five. And so, man, it made them so cool with the PC. They'll they'll take Linskin cards and they'll set them aside. They'll make like a stack for me when I walk in I'll go through them and find the ones I need, you know, they've always just been really good about it. And, uh, so I went in there and actually had that one set aside for me and I, I ended up getting that one. So strokes of genius rookie auto would be probably the first bigger card that I got. That was, uh, probably about nine years ago. So that, that card, uh, do you still, does it still hold a special place in your heart because it was the first bigger card that you picked up? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, every time I look at it, you know, I'll remember getting that card, um, first one, first autograph I've ever had of his. So that, that looming, uh, that looming, uh, autograph of your hero, that was the first one I ever got of him. So that card especially will be kind of a bigger one to me, aside from, you know, the, uh, the biggest one that I got that we'll probably talk about. Well, let's get to this. Uh, it's in 2008. There's a there's a collector. Uh, Wosa is that his name? W O S S A. He purchased Wosa. Yeah. All right, Wosa. All right. Purchased uh, the single greatest Tim Linson, uh baseball card in existence. These are your words, not mine, sir. 2007 Bowman Chrome Superfractor autograph. The purchase was made through eBay for a whopping total of forty five hundred dollars. And as the card landed in the famous Wosa collection, the value only increased to over five figures. Tim Lincecum was on top of the world, and no one could reach him or his best card. What's it like as a Lincecum collector to seeing that card disappear into somebody's somebody else's PC? You know, it wasn't really detrimental to me um, at that point. I, you know, I I was in high school. Well, no, I wasn't in high school. I was probably in eighth grade, and so like. At that point, I mean, $4,500 is like, you know. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, good luck. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's like if I would have had a shot at it and lost it, then, yeah, it would have been probably more um, heartbreaking to me. But that guy, you know, that guy is pretty well known in the hobby, and he he's the super fractor guru. So um, it really didn't surprise me. You know, it, it wasn't too much of a shock, but. I uh, I think the story will say that I ended up talking to Wassa um, pretty often, and that kind of started the um, whole story with um, that card. And it's just it was always a looming uh, goal for me, a life goal, and I never really expected to get it, and I still don't believe that I have it. But 
so go ahead and, and lay the rest of that story out for us because you, you do you get in contact with them and some pretty remarkable things happen. Uh, just lay out the details. So, like, this card, you know, what's going to be in my guy? Um, this is his best card. And I, I I have a physical bucket list that this what card was, like, near the top of, you know? like So, like, what happened was Wasa owned the card, and I, um, I, I emailed him on uh, eBay, and I, I started talking to him. And I was like, you know, oh, I'm a big Linskin collector. I, I'm a big fan of that card. I'm a fan of you, especially, you know, the way you collect and stuff. It's kind of like a goal to me to be a collector like that one day, you know, to kind of get all my dream cards and stuff. And he, he liked my story. He liked um, that I was sincere with him. I didn't, you know, bother him to sell it. I didn't do anything like that. Um, the, the request I made to him was there was only a scanned photo of the card. I wanted to see the card in the light. You know, super factors are meant to be in the light, you know, mm-hmm. decent photo. So I made that request to him, and he ended up giving me his email, and he actually sent me um, a picture of the card and, and natural light. It was so cool um, getting an email from Wasa and starting to talk to him. And so I started to talk to him more, um, and eventually um, – I started college about four years ago. I just graduated a week ago, so that's a mission complete. That was a, a daunting task. But um, this was about freshman year in college. I started telling it. I was like, you know, I'm going to college here. I want to, you know, make something for myself. I want to make decent money when I'm older. And I really plan to eventually give you an offer on that card. And so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I think he kind of skipped over the Scotch subject a little bit because he himself never expected to sell it. And so um, eventually he ended up selling it, not to me. He sold it to a buddy of mine. Okay. And so that that itself was kind of um, heartbreaking to see it go because that was part of the dream to get it from Wasa, you know. But uh, other than that, my buddy then um, eventually, I think two years down the road, this would be my junior year, he was getting married and having a kid. And so he needed um, some money. And so he uh, ended up selling me the card. And what I had to do was uh, I uh, do what I do a lot now. Um, it's called a demolition where I I give up some mid-end. I go sell some mid-end, uh, low-end to mid-end, some high-end, and I try and get something better, uh, maybe put all my chips into one. Sure. And so I ended up selling off probably... I would say 60% of my collection um, to try and go for this card. There was no guarantee that I was going to get it, but I kept negotiating with my buddy. Um, we got to a price we wanted, and I ended up selling enough cards. And keep in mind, I actually didn't touch my top 10 cards in this process. That was, that was one of the biggest things for me is to not go to like my top 10 cards, not get rid of my top 10. And so I was able to do that. Um, it was funny because I... My dad thought there was something wrong. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this straight. Like, I'm in college. I'm coming home. I, I went in straight to KC, two-hour drive, got two duffels full of cards, then came, drove back straight away. And he was like, oh, is everything okay? You know, I'm like, yeah. I told him straight, you know, I want to I wanna get this card. He knew about the card and stuff. But, he, you know, he's probably, he's a dad. He's, he's probably worrying I'm in trouble or something. But right. I went home. Um, I started selling, I made the deal for the card and it just still doesn't seem, you know, real to me to own something like that. You know, I'm really blessed to have, 
you know have the you know have it line up for me that way. That's that's really great, man. Um, that's a great story of uh, camaraderie in the in the hobby. So uh, it it might not have came directly from uh, Wusa, but but if so, in fact, though you you got it through him in some way. So that's really cool that yeah. you were able to do yeah. that. Uh, as for your dad, man. Uh, being, I, I know that you're only 22, but being a dad myself, I would be totally worried if you came home and just started taking all your stuff out of the, the out of the basement oh, or whatever. Concerned, you know, because he doesn't know if I'm making it up or what. Because I've never, um, growing up, I never sold any Linscom cards. I was just, you know, bent to not give up any cards. But as uh, as the years went by, I realized, you know. If I if I want the bigger stuff, the stuff that's going to be in my display case, I might have to you know give up some stuff, and so that's kind of been the theme for the past few years um, with me trying to build up. You know, I uh, I actually amassed a really big collection, especially for the age that I was at, because I always wanted to work. I was I was so obsessed with collecting that I always wanted. I was always uh vacuuming out cars, you know, going and, you know, helping the neighbors, trying to make a quick buck, you know, uh, mowing, oh, mowing lawns. I mowed so many lawns, man. Like I was, this was at, you know, 10, 11 years old. I was trying to, I was trying to, cause especially Linscom cards, especially back then, I wasn't working for a one of one. I was working for, you know, an autograph at most, you know, especially at that age. And, um, nowadays, it's just so cool to see that it actually paid off to try and sell some of those pieces that I got growing up. And, uh, it's helped me get the bigger stuff that I wanted. It's all just kind of worked itself out pretty uh, beautiful. If I do say, yeah, it's, it's, it's now you've got a beautiful collection. You, you put in this hard work. You're still a young man. Again, you're only 22 years old. You just graduated from college. Now you have uh, this time coming up in your life where you're going to have to make some life choices and, uh, yeah. and figure out what you're going to do with your collection. So let me ask you this. What's the goal for, the, for Project 55? What are, you, what are you trying to do here? So I, I PC'd Bumgarner for a bit, and I still think I will collect him growing up. Right now I'm really excited because now I get, rather than you know the stresses of college, um, you know, collection was, you know, basically my social life and, you know, not having income all that years and having to do the demolition type work to try and get cards. Now I'm going to be able to focus on a job and then have this hobby on the side to where I can, you know, focus on getting all this checklist, checklist pieces. Uh, I have, I have an Excel spreadsheet of all of his cards. It's a full checklist. Uh, and ranges from 2006 to 2019. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be going for all the cards on that checklist. Now, obviously, printing plates are going to be the main bugaboo, right? Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get many of the printing plates, nor do I really want to. Um, I'm, I'm going to focus on, you know, true 101s um, and then low to high end. And so in this project, I think that the goal is Man, I've seen I've seen a guy with sixty three percent of uh, Jermaine die cards. He's a PCer <laughs> on Facebook, man, and that's that's a number. <laughs> like, that, that takes a lot of skill and a lot of dedication. But the thing with this is, I, I haven't, other than Bumgarner, I haven't had a guy just truly spark my passion like this, and you know, a guy I can relate with in so many ways. 
And so I think that Lincecum is going to be the main guy to collect from here on out, um, well, from 2007 on out. It'll be, but um, I think that I think that 63% would be a goal. But you know, with with Lincecum being the only guy, I'll probably collect. Let's shoot for like 75%. I mean, that's a lot of cards. I think he's got, man, I would say probably 5,000 cards total. But I'm in, I'm probably at a quarter of it already. And, and some of the big pieces are down already. So, you know, the uh, the smaller stuff will be easier to jolt that number, and then sure. the mid-end will be where it's, you know, uh, and triple threats. Triple threats will be kind of a kind of a project to do that. But um, I think I think 75% would be the number to go for for me. Now, but shoot, for the, shoot for the big number. You're doing really well. you got 33 one-of-ones. you got uh, 600 different Lincecums and 1,000 total. That's... I mean, you, get, you got a nice head start here. You also sent me a picture of this some incredible pieces you got coming in this week. Are you finding? I mean, is it hard to find Linscombe on the secondary market? So, like, this is this is the one of the most fun things about collecting him is because it is extremely difficult. Mm. So he comes from that sweet spot of top moment in Panini where. They weren't overproducing stuff, so sure. like one of ones weren't like you know you know thirteen in a product. There was like one one of one in a product. So my my roommate was actually asking me about this recently, like oh how many how many one of one Linscombs are there even you know in existence? And so I think there's probably about um, I'd have to check the checklist, but I would imagine there's probably about like. I'd say we'll, we'll, we'll cap it about a probably a hundred true one of ones of Lincecum, and I'd say that all of the thirty three that I have are are true one of ones, and so um, I would say that if you go on eBay right now and look look, look up Lincecum one of one, I don't think you'll find a true one of one on that page, nor nor a non plate one of one right now. And you can't say that for a lot of players, and the reason that is is. Because there's there's sort of been like an oligopoly of Linscombe collectors for the past I'd say six years, mm-hmm. and I would say the main two people just bashing heads at this is me and this guy in Seattle. Um, he's the Freaky Franchise Fifty Five on Instagram, and we've we've we're good friends, great friends. Um, we've helped each other out on cards. Um, he's the guy that sold me that dream card of mine. And so we've just been absolutely battling um, for this Linscom market for so long. And, you know, there, there has been a couple collectors that come out of the woodwork, and they, they just get here, and they, they want Linscom cards, and they're, they're like, you know, where where all the Linscom cards go? You know, like, <laughs> where all, where all of them go? And it's just like, well, there's not many of them to start with, and he's probably the top three franchise players in that history and so especially in california that's a that's a hefty money kind of market those guys have been collecting him for years sure. and so there's a lot of underground one-on-ones of him that obviously i'm looking for oh, excuse me obviously i'm looking for and um everybody else is trying to get him too so to try and find his cards um especially take into account that he did decline in his career, mm-hmm. and so the people that did invest in those cards, they don't want to lose their money on it. Right. So a lot of them just wholeheartedly keep their cards and just you know 
collect other players, you know, put it aside. That's the toughest part. And so um, for me to try and now I'm, I'm pretty decent at trying to put in some work and find these cards. Like I think, oh man, like especially in high school, I would spend countless hours a day trying to find something. Like you go on blowout, you go on all these forums and stuff. And man, I'd find maybe one, one of one, maybe every two months or so. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, it was incredible. Like, so that's part of the reason that it's just such a jolt of energy when I find one or get one. Um, it just it makes it such a cool experience for me as a collector, for sure. So um, as we were talking here, as you were speaking, I went over to the Beckett Marketplace to check out how many Tim Lincecums uh, are available on the Marketplace. Uh, first of all, as I'm scrolling through here, 2008 Tops Moments and Milestones. I remember that set. Uh, each card was numbered differently. Good Lord, that was a, a beast to put together. But um, there oh, are, there are. let me see here. 6,676 Tim Lincecum cards available on the Beckett Marketplace for you to go, to go uh, check out, peruse if you want to. There is only one one-of-one one available on all of those <laughs> 6,600 cards. That's, uh, that's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not surprised that he is sought after the way that he is because he was he was a great pitcher. and um, But to know how tough it is is a little bit surprising to me because you would think in the modern era that you would just be able to pick these up but like you made a great point they these weren't exactly overproduced at the time so that that helps that helps in the in the the rarity factor the scarcity factor and it helps you as the collector as well because you know that you you can um put a little bit more value into what you're buying and not have to worry about yeah it's, it's a it's a big gratification that comes with it uh, yeah, absolutely. Hit on the head for sure. Absolutely. All right. So um, you mentioned uh, Baumgartner, and I want I, we'll get back to Linscom in a minute. But like, what do you, what do you have going on with Baumgartner? Because I know that you have this website that in, you, you're going to make the switch to the Project Fifty Fit, but Fifty Five. But you have the uh, Demolition Mission, uh, and this is a Baumgartner collecting, and I mean, he's a great pitcher too. What kind of drew you over to him? Well, I think uh, I think what really I started to try and collect his cards. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm bandwagon. I've been here, um, you know, since you know the Bonds era and since uh, since Lincecum started in 2007 when we were like you know 20 games below 500. But after 2014, seeing that performance that he made in that World Series, um, it was it was really really cool to see that and like. I kind of treated it like a little kid almost like I want to have that, you know, dedication that, you know, that uh, mindset when I go into school, when I go into my career, you know, to like put everything aside and focus on what you have to get done. And he did that throughout that world series and he did it so well, you know, that's probably one of the greatest performances of all time. And so after seeing that, I actually bought a Bumgarner Jersey. And so let me tell you, man, (laughs) Being in Kansas City, wearing a Madison Bumgarner jersey, let man let the words fly. I heard so many, so many slanders on that jersey. It was unbelievable, man. I was public enemy number one, of course. And so, like, I kind of loved it. I kind of loved it. I won't lie, because I love this team. I, you know, I love you know Winsicum 
and so that that's my past that's my um you know future and that's that's who i am mm-hmm. and so people people were kind of disgracing me for wearing this jersey and i was like wow this is really cool and so that mixed with that um motivation that i i saw that he had and that um kind of um, interest that that sparked in my collecting i was like you know what i kind of want to collect this guy he's got some cool cards you know especially now i made it sound like i don't like overproduction now overproduction is cool uh, i do i do favor the true one one but man, the cards are making nowadays. It makes me sort of sad that Linscombe doesn't get very many cards nowadays because they, man, you look at you look at definitive man. I've been watching so many definitive breaks, and the newer triple threads look so good. And so all of these new products that they have, what's that diamond icons, man? I would love for Linscombe to be in a product like that. And so like looking at that, like. I wanted someone to get where I could experience some of these newer cards because I don't branch out of Linsicum. I really don't. I don't want, I don't spend money on other, anything other Linsicum. And so I wanted, I wanted another guy to try and experience these new cards. And so I was like, you know what? I like Bumgarner. Let's get a couple of his cards. And so, and this was especially because the Linsicum market was dried up, mm-hmm. like, like you were saying. Right. And so I started collecting Bumgarner a little bit. And the, the thing that halted the Bumgarner collection, I had, I had probably nine Bumgarner one on ones, all pretty good cards. And I had a couple uh, tier one all star patches. I had some museum collection um, swatches and stuff like that. But the thing that halted it was the dream card. Eventually, I had to, you know, the uh, roads crossed where I, you know, I had to shoot for it. And so the Bumgarner collection inevitably went in that demolition to try and get my car to my hero. So what I say, I'll collect him again for sure. I, I mean, I think he's going to get traded. I do. Um, you've probably heard that already. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to get traded at the deadline, but um, I mean, I, I, I could see him resigning or, you know, his legacy is still always here. So, of course, um, he's I was, got a lot of giants cards. I was actually just in Germantown, Tennessee, uh, just, this past weekend and he has a home there and i can see why he lives there it's very nice he's a, he's a country guy too he he's from north carolina if i remember and he's he's yeah. just he's a very country down-to-earth kid and our guy and it's 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 cool he's refreshing in the hobby and refreshing in sports all right uh yeah. i've i've kept you on the phone for about 30 minutes and i, I apologize for that i got caught up in tin let fever again uh the, the freak <laughs> no, i love talking about <laughs> the freak he was the, he was uh, before giannis he was the freak and um it's <laughs> it's really cool to to talk to somebody so passionate about it so let me get out of here on, uh, on two thoughts one growing up in kansas city you could have been that Jermaine Dye collector. That could have been you. Just think about that for a minute, or just how crazy that would have been if you would have went Jermaine Dye instead of Tim Lincecum. Because if you think that there's very few Tim Lincecum cards out there to collect now, think about what Jermaine Dye has coming out. It's got to be nothing, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And then, uh, two, I just want you to uh, to share your social media so uh, listeners can follow your collection and follow your work on uh, on your PC here. Absolutely. Maybe we'll find some Linscombs this way. So I'm uh, Project 5-5 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's all spelled out in letters, so Project F-I-V-E-F-I-V-E. So 
All right, go check them out there. I uh, want to give a shout-out again to all of our sponsors. Man, it, it, the, the list keeps growing, and I really appreciate everybody jumping on board. Badger Breaks at BadgerBreaks.com. Dynasty Breaks at DynastyBreak.com. Grand Slam Collectibles at only at GrandSlam.com. Pastime Marketplace. And, of course, Tom was here today uh, courtesy of AIAB Card Breaks on the AIAB Hotline. Thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. Everybody else, thanks for hanging out this week. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake. Thank you.